0: Hey there, my beautiful butterfly, how are you today? I am coming to you today, thanking you for tuning in and being a part of this podcast and listening to this episode. Today we are going to be focusing on trusting in life. And when I think about trusting in life, I just think about those things that happen that I had no control over. And just trusting in the process and trusting that things will work out right and things will work out in my favor. And a lot of times I look at that and I call it divine intervention without my control. And a lot of that has happened in my life. And I'll share one story with you. And the one I'm going to share today has to do with me going into the U.S. Army and joining the Army. I completed high school at the age of 16 in Barbados and then moved to New York permanently in 1990. Yeah, in 1990. And um, got all the approvals with my transcripts and all that to be able to apply to college. Did that, got accepted. But I was due to start, and this was around the winter, like November, You know, fall, winter time of 1990, where I did all that process and got approval and applied for the fall of 1991 to start. And I got bored waiting. (laughs) I got bored waiting for school and got, you know, overheard a conversation with a lady in the neighborhood. Her daughter was talking about being in the military and all the wonderful things you learn, the experience you have and you know all these different things and I got you know I got interested in listening to what she was saying and wanted to find out more being you, you know new to the US and all that. So I went to the local recruiter's office to get some more information and got some information from the Navy recruiter who I initially was going to sign it with and then changed my mind because He lied on the day before I was supposed to go and sign my contract, this lady called to confirm. And what she was telling me wasn't what him and I had discussed about what I was gonna be doing. She was discussing going full-time Army. I mean, I'm sorry, full-time Navy. And that's not what I asked him for. I asked him for reserves and he said yes, and he agreed and everything was good. But when she called me, she was talking about something completely different. So I decided I was not going to go. He, she called him that same evening. He turned around, came back to my house <laughs> and asked me why I wasn't going. And I told him why. He tried to convince me, but I was not budging. So we let, you know, that went away for a while. Then I got a phone call one day from an army recruiter who told me she got my information from him, this Navy recruiter person. And I told her that if she's not gonna offer me reserves, I was not going, I was not gonna go. So she said, yes, I'm an army reserve recruiter and that's exactly what I'll give you. i was like, sure, so I'll sign with you. So I did that and that was in May of two, what year was that? May of 1991, May of 1991 was when I signed up with the army. And I wanted to always be in the medical field. I wanted to always do something medical. And I wanted to, I felt like nursing was gonna be it, so I did that. You know, I did that as my choice of job that I wanted, but they told me it wasn't available. When I picked my job, I was like, okay, so what do you have that's medical? And they gave me this whole long list of jobs and, Out of that, occupational therapy was the main one that popped up. And I didn't know what it was about. But at the time, I was so focused on helping people and wanting to be in the medical field. I said, if it's medical, I'll take it. So I took it. And when I got into the Army, finished my basic training, and then went on to do my actual school training for occupational therapy, I really loved it. I loved it because I saw that there was a psych aspect to it, helping people with their mind and how they were thinking. And also there was an aspect of wellness, which was big for me as someone who was sick as a child, a lot from asthma and tonsillitis, and then being cured from that with herbs. So I always was into wellness at 13. I actually changed the way I ate and changed my diet, started cooking my own foods, you know, those kind of things. So I was always big into wellness and wanting to, you know, take care of myself and then take care of others as well. So got into that. And then from that led into the whole health coaching aspect of what I'm doing today with regards to um, the easy menstrual flow process out of my health coaching certification. So I say all of that to say that all of that was divine intervention because I would not have gone the route of occupational therapy and the vastness of what I've been exposed to and what I've been able to do over the past 27 years in that field. I would never have chosen that if nursing was available. And I, just to let you know also, I did indeed go back and did nursing with the military. They trained me as a licensed practical nurse. Uh, back in 98, it was when I graduated. So I ended up doing that as well, but I didn't continue it because nursing, what I know to be nursing and what I was trained in school is not what it has become out here in the real world. There is more um, of the documentation and writing notes and filling out paperwork and all of this stuff, which is important, you know, cause you have to document what you do, but there's more of that than actual patient care in my opinion from what i was exposed to so there's that you know there's that teetering you know of between the whole aspect of the patient care aspect and the documentation i wanted to be more of the patient care and taking care of people and making a difference there than all of the extensive documentation and paperwork that was required of me so that's just my little spiel with regards to divine intervention and how things I may want and how I want things to be may not be what ends up happening. So a lot of that had to do with me trusting and, the you know, in my life and that even though I chose occupational therapy because that was what was available outside of nursing, I did end up up going back to nursing and not sticking with it just knowing that OT was what I really needed to be in, not nursing. (laughs) So that was my divine intervention story. And that speaks to our topic today, um, trusting in life and just trusting the process and allowing things to be and just being in the moment and just enjoying it and not resisting it. So as I've mentioned in the previous podcast for this year in 2020, we are going to be focusing on loving ourselves deeply and completely and committing to ourselves also and just looking at the psych the psycho emotional aspect of this life that we have when it comes to having an easy menstrual flow because we as women we are containers we hold on to things you know we receive things we're receivers so that, that feminine energy, whereas the male energy is more of a giver, you know, they're, they're the ones that deposit things and they give off things, you know, in that aspect. So we hold on to so much and we have to learn how to release as well. We have to learn how to let go of things that are not serving us and how to just have our bodies be whole as whole as we possibly can have them in this time and space that we're dealing with. So I just wanted to make 2020 the year that we focus on the emotional and the psychosocial aspect in addition to the physical aspect with regards to our menstrual flow and how our menstrual how our menstruation shows up every month tells us a story of, you know, the results of what our body's going through and what we're going through. So trusting in life is important and just looking at how we can take care of ourselves and commit to ourselves deeply and completely before we commit to somebody else. Because if we're good, we can better be there for others. You know, it feels a whole lot different. I know we tend to to give at our expense and just take care of others without thinking of ourselves and being selfless. But sometimes we have to be a little selfish and take care of ourselves first. So we can better be there for others so with regards to trusting in life one of the things i want to leave you with is today i will trust that the events occurring in my life are not random my experiences aren't mistakes and the universe my higher power and life are not picking on me i'm going through exactly what i need to go through to learn something valuable something that will prepare me for the joy and love i'm seeking so if you are searching for love and joy in your life just know that all that's what's happening is preparing you for that just like i was prepared for what i'm doing right now with regards to occupational therapy opening up those doors and opening up the access and that process for me to be where i am i am right now speaking to you and sharing this information with you. So I will read those words to you again. Today I will trust that the events occurring in my life are not random. My experiences are mis aren't mistakes and the universe, my higher power and life are not picking on me. I'm going through exactly what I need to go through to learn something valuable, something that will prepare me for the joy and love that I'm seeking. So just pay attention to the things that are going on in your life. Know that a lot of times what's happening is happening for you to learn something valuable. And one of the things that I've learned in the past from what I was taught from one of my mentors is the things that we learn, the things that we go through are never a mistake in the sense of we learn things to add to our lives and to make it more rich versus We learn them in order to have them take over our lives. So anything that you're learning, anything that you're going through is either a lesson that you're learning in order for you to move on to a different space or you're learning something new to add value and add to what you're already doing and not have that completely replace what's already in your life. So if, you know, like when I'm working with clients, if I'm introducing them to a new herb, if I'm introducing them to some new foods to help them with their menstrual flow. I'm adding these things to what they're already doing. Or we might be using the crowding out method, which is a method I love and I've used and continue to use where we will replace something that you're doing that's not helpful with something that is. So just know that, you know, trusting in life, taking care of yourself first, making sure that you're okay in the midst of all of your, what you're doing to take care of others. Just continue to trust in life and trust in yourself and take care of you deeply and completely. Okay. So I am happy to be able to share this with you. I'm grateful that you're here and I'm grateful that you are in a space and time right now where you, it's not a mistake that you're listening to me and that you're hearing this information to help you move forward. So I will continue on the next episode and you have a beautiful and wonderful day. Hey there, if you feel like you are ready to work with me and experience your easy menstrual flow in 2020, there are two ways right now you can work with me. You can either join the easy menstrual flow sisterhood or you can Work with me in an exploratory coaching session where if it goes well and you are enamored by how I coach with you and how I help you in that session, you can go on and be invited into a six month coaching program. So go ahead and go to www.easymenstrualflow.com and get more information. I'll see you there.